The good thing about giving drashot in many different communities, they can just repeat every week the same thing and they didn't hear the past one. <laughs> I'm just in awe to stand here in the presence of all of you and the Becker family. It's hard to come and speak after such a great darshan. He's invited to come next week again because I won't be here so he can speak. No problem. I think it's fine, right? It was great. I just got back from uh, where I grew up. I grew up in the south, the deep south, Brazil. Um, and I was walking on the streets during winter break there. And I was just in awe. And I wanted to talk about awe, but I got an email from the Becker family saying, Yoni's going to talk about awe. No problem. He gave the introduction, and now we can move on. I was teaching Hebrew school a few weeks ago, and I asked a question, who was the first Jewish person in the world? And the young girl answered, very sure of her answer, Adam. Surprised with the answer, I said, I don't think Adam had any religion. Judaism actually started a little bit later. Even more surprised than I was, she looks at me and says, if Adam had no religion, who would take care of him? Where would he go? Religion isn't the only way to create a welcoming community that cares for each other deeply. But Judaism did not start as a religion, but a group of people who got together to pursue a common goal. Before being a religion, Judaism is the result of a collective of individuals who care deeply for each other. What I want to tell you today is actually very simple. We live in community, and this is good, and it's good to stay together. We should strengthen our relationships, help to ensure that we're all safe, nourish our communal care for each other, and share common values and practices. One of my favorite psukim, one of my favorite verses of the entire Torah is in this Parsha and talks about us becoming a holy nation. For me, if I had to summarize in one line, what is the goal about being Jewish is to be a holy nation. We don't have just individual goals, but we have a communal goal, be holy. Up until this week's Parsha, we were exclusively a group of people who shared a common ancestral land and family. But from now on, upon developing a legal and judiciary system, we become a people. Every community needs its foundational myth to celebrate time and create meaning for our lives, as well as a set of ground rules to support the challenge of living together as a unique community, the Jewish people. I want to share with you today a few things that I learned about why it's so important for us to be in community. The first one is belonging. As I was sharing with you of my time in Brazil, I heard as I was walking to meet some friends, conversation between some young folks around me, and one of them said, have you heard of that band? There is a concert coming up soon. 
the other friend responded, Yeah, I'm definitely gonna be there. Completely changing her voice and her posture facing her friend, she says, Oh my God, seriously? But in Portuguese. Can I go with you? And the person said, Of course. That band was important. They do share some love for that band. But the opportunity that that person just found to share a quality time with her friend was more important. This is actually a common conversation. People get excited when they find that others share something in common that allows them to spend time together. We're living in times where people are desperate for belonging. Either we are aware of it or not. This is not something to be taken lightly, but a serious issue that invites us to rethink the way we relate to each other and how we should create our communities. Jews have stayed together as a community for thousands of years because we know that life is better if we're not alone. Nowadays, we're not protected from this sociological phenomenon but we should also face it and find ways to overcome it in light of our tradition. When the Torah tells us the story of Adam and Eve, it teaches that it's not good for us to be alone. Eve joins Adam in this world. We have rituals to celebrate every stage of life, from only sharing our children's name at a communal celebration to marking our shared commitment with our people by taking on the responsibility of adulthood in our tradition in a public ceremony like Yoni does so beautifully today. We celebrate love and friendship as well as we support each other in the hardest times of our lives, mourning and being present with them. This is not accidental, not frivolous. It is part of our communal DNA. Just like a family, whether we get along at all times or not, we stay together. The second reason why it's so important for us to be in community is safety. Unfortunately, this is not new in our shared history. The fear, that kind of awe, that kind of ira that we have for our lives on account of our identity. While it became a top priority issue in North American Jewish community in the recent years, our friends and family in Europe, South America, and Israel, and other places around the world have experienced it many times in the past decades. Growing up in Brazil, we carried the communal trauma of a terrorist attack in Argentina in the early 90s. It could have been us. We always said that. Our synagogues and Jewish institutions were the safest buildings in the city because they had to be. The community became so concerned with this issue that many Jews were forbidden to walk into shul because security staff would stop them by the door. I've been called in numerous times by friends who are outside and needed someone to let them in. This is not how things should be. At the same time, I cannot thank enough my community for all the resources they put into keeping me safe inside. Holocaust, Inquisition, and many other edicts try to wipe out at least our identity, if not our lives and the lives of all those we care. Israel is a paradigmatic example in our modern history that proves the constant threat 
to our people. The Jewish state is at the same time a positive response to our spiritual dreams of returning to our ancestral homeland and a political movement that claims our rights of self-defense in the face of anti-Semitism. It is impossible to provide a secure environment where our Jewish identities can thrive without a strong Jewish community who speaks for us in the public arena and organizes our resources in the face of common challenges. We talked about belonging, safety, and caring for each other. Love your fellow as yourself is one of the key teachings of the Torah. You shall not wrong a stranger or oppress him, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. It is a divine commandment to love and care for the most vulnerable groups of our society. This is not just a value for us, but a religious commitment for justice that is expressed in the form of a normative practice. Jews should practice social justice, give tzedakah, protect the stranger, the widow, the orphan. When part of an agricultural society, we should leave the corners of our fields untouched for those in need to come and take for themselves and their families. As the needs of generations change, we have created many other forms of support our community. Today we offer services of support for elders, people with disabilities, counseling, and addiction recovery. As the time changes, we will continue to find ways to support the most vulnerable groups in our society as a religious commitment to do what is right. The last reason I want to share with you today is for me one of the most challenging ones, even though it looks maybe too simple. We are a group that share practices and values. Our shared practices and values as people are more than ever important today. Jews are not a homogeneous group. We're not all equal. And we were never in a homogeneous group. Constructive disagreement has always been a core part of our identity, and it has helped us evolve as a people. I'm not claiming that we should all agree about everything. There is an inherent level of subjectivity in every claim we can make about our values. But I want to separate what we call values and the methods that we might use to transform them into practice. Peace, justice, freedom are Jewish values. Whomever disagrees with that is deviant from our core identity as a people. We can constructively disagree for generations how to make them a reality in our society. But no one can claim that we stand for violence, injustice, and oppression as Jews. Our tradition is and has always been a living system that changes the boundaries of its own system. Halakha, the language we give to the standard Jewish practices, is tied to the verb to walk, creating a Jewish way of life that isn't stuck in time or space. It is important to keep a communal language of practices that dialogue with each other in their differences. Moving away from our ritual tradition impoverishes our communal relationships, and it is our challenge to keep these ideals 
in a healthy balance. As we read publicly once more the Ten Commandments today, we are reminded that we share common values and practices that inspire us to strive continuously to do what is good and what is right. Our tradition has praised being in community for all these reasons listed above. In the Talmud, Reish Lakish, a sage from the land of Israel, teaches, Kol mi sheyesh lo beit haknesset beiro veino nichnas sham leitpalel nikra shachen ra. One who has a synagogue nearby in their city, but does not enter to pray there, is called a bad neighbor. Don't you want to have a good neighbor? Someone you can ask to water your plants when you go away for a few days? Someone that will celebrate your family's accomplishments with you? It is not a coincidence that synagogues are called batei knesset, houses of gathering. Our synagogue... Our community, it is also our house. We like being close to each other, belonging to the same culture, being part of each other's life. We care for one neighbor's security just as we care for ours. We show up for our neighbors when they need a hand to move stuff around the house or when they have a family emergency. I want to share this beautiful blessing with the Becker family. It's a, such a wonderful family that have welcomed me and have taught me the value of community. Every Shabbat at 4 p.m. is a sacred time in the Becker family. Door is always open, and this is not a joke. This is more than just a ritual practice. This is about caring for their community and dedicating time and resources to allow all of us to feel that we belong here. As Yoni celebrates his bar mitzvah here today, in this Beit Aknesset, this house of gathering, that brings together the most important and special people that he has in his life. A place where we can feel grounded and safe, surrounded by love from all our community. I learned from Yoni and from his role model together with his family that this community is, some, is a place where I belong to. Being engaged in this conversation is fundamental in order to add our voices to our communal understanding of the applicability of these values and practices into our society. Just as we need community, community needs us. Our tradition is a treasure that belongs to each and every one of us. No one has a higher claim to it than others. However you find yourself part of this community, this is your home. You belong here. We'll keep you safe. We'll take care of you. We'll learn together. And amidst our differences, strive to find our common grounds to transform our values in actions. We are neighbors and we are family. And before anything else, we're also part of Fam Israel, the people of Israel. Shabbat Shalom. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. 
If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.